Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Rugby Dungeon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And as always, thank you for leaving me reviews on iTunes. Really is much appreciated. As always, find me on Twitter. I'm at jbeardmore. This podcast is at the Rugby Dungeon. And of course, as the world's biggest rugby podcast out every week without fail, every Monday, just for you guys, it's Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Right, I'm not going to keep you waiting much longer, but this is my interview with James O'Connor. Apologies in advance for the audio, because I decided I'd go and meet James in person rather than get him to phone in, because he's obviously here in Manchester, and we did it whilst he was doing his rehab. So you'll hear a bit of an echo, but it's well worth listening to. James is a great guy, and he's a really good interview. So without making you wait any further, here is me and James O'Connor. I'm here with probably the Premiership's biggest signing of the year and peroxide enthusiast, James O'Connor. How are you, mate? Very well, very well. So this is going to be a weird podcast, so apologise for the sound, but um, I'm actually creepily just watching James stretch and do his, um, do his rehab. What's going on there, mate? You tell me about, uh, about this programme. Tell me about what these shoes are. Okay, well, uh, I actually had surgery about five weeks ago. Uh-huh. In France, I, um, my ankle was sort of playing up for a while, actually, when we played in Toulon versus, uh, versus Sale. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Bryn chopped my legs out from under me, so... Nice guy, eh? Yeah, exactly. So I was playing with it for a while, but at the end of the season, we ended up having a look. Oh, look yeah, so I've, I did... Um, there's a bone spur at the back, about the size of my finger now, that got chopped off, and then also the ligament, one of the ligaments had to be reattached to... Uh, I mean, obviously, people watch you play and they never see that part of you, but what is that tattoo? Oh, this just, one? Just on my, the ankle? My wallaby number. Oh, cool. So I'm the 832nd ever wallaby. And how many of those are 832 scored a hat trick on the debut? <laughs> I wouldn't know, to be fair. <laughs> Not done the research, eh? I'm, I'm prepared. <laughs> so just run us through, like, what are you actually doing now? Um, well, so right now I'm just going to look, right now I'm just loosening up a little bit, so um, pretty much uh, because of the surgery I haven't been able to do sort of too much uh, mm-hmm. on my legs, so yeah. I'm literally just trying to loosen up my, my back chain, so hamstrings, calves, get into my hips a little bit, and then uh, after we get a little bit loose I'll get into the specific rehab for my ankle, cool. so you'll see that in a sec as well. So I'm just going to nip from do you mind if I pick up your rehab thing? Yeah, yeah, all good. 
tennis. It, that I was very impressed sort of when I came over here. Coming from, I guess, France, it's when you plan, there's all eyes on you, but when you're not, it's sort of you're left to your own sort of uh, rehabilitation. Whereas here, I've been physio twice a day. We've got, you know. You won't get twice a day physio in too long. Well, the squad's about, there's about 50 players. Is that? Probably more. If you include the Esquires, uh, it's a big squad, so it's quite a free-for-all. But, I mean, it's quite a small expenditure, isn't it, for your, well, for your big players, just to keep them serviceable? Well, think, yeah? well I think it's, without, it's tough, because a lot of the guys sort of at Talon are established players there, you know, they've played for international rugby and they're... I guess they're at that age where you know your body can break down a little bit more often, so that's why they have a few more players. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in saying that, if, if I was if I was owning the club, I'd have a couple more physios just for man hours, like yeah, exactly. soft tissue work, that sort of stuff. Players can't do themselves. Obviously, you can stretch at night and do triggers, but it's uh, it's like having some prize racehorses, but not yeah, looking exactly. after them. Find the Formula One car, but not the pit crew. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so, tell me about time in Toulon. How much different is it, for instance, just the facilities here compared to what, what you're used to in the south of France? Um, I've, I've found sort of everywhere I've been, not so much, I guess, the facilities here are pretty good. For me, as long as the, the gym's in a... Like what you're saying, our gym's pretty good. It's yeah. got a, all the main lifting sort of machines you need, and, and this upstairs part is uh, big for me. Um, uh, a lot of my sort of extras I do uh, to do with flexibility because I find flexibility creates that extra bit of speed. That's a good point, actually, because you do see a lot of players. Little strength is a big, you know, man ego thing. You don't hear many players talk talking about flexibility. Mm. Well, I think that's what I try to sort of bring into my um, not into my repertoire, but. Uh, work sort of closely with a, a couple of top performance sort of athletes. It's more changing myself from being a rugby player to becoming, you know, an athlete again. So it's not just... Uh, well, a lot of the work I'm doing is... Like, you talk about plyometrics and explosive power, yeah. but it's all about sort of, you know, putting the angle of my body forward. So, you know, I'm, I'm working on that... Uh, Yes, okay. how, how do I put this? I've been speaking French too long. My English isn't very good. Um, like I said, it's all about just making sure everything's you know in alignment. So yeah. your biomechanics are all like everything's working for you to be able to move like in a perfect sort of straight line or the angles you're taking. It's all your muscles and the angles that you're working on are working for you. Do you think when you play high-level high sports, and for high-level sports people in general, they kind of lose sight of the importance of being a pure athlete and look too much at the sports-specific sports, sports specific movements? Oh, um, very much so. I guess, well, when, you, when you're younger and you're sort of... You're working on all those little things. You're always working on those individual things, but when you get into a sort of a professional environment... A lot of the time, your gym program's written out for you. Like every sort of part of your day is pretty much calculated. So if you want to work on those extra little things, you're going to have to do that in your own time. Mm. So for a lot of a lot of guys, it's you know 
instead of when you're at home, they want to go home, maybe watch TV, or they want to unwind or whatever. Yeah. That's sort of when I'll... So you're not going home to play Call of Duty, though? No, I stopped playing. <laughs> the missus doesn't want me playing PlayStation. Uh, but I was never Call of Duty, I was FIFA. Of course you were. <laughs> of course you were. But, um, no, still, if, if I'm hanging out with the boys, we'll still get involved, but... Um, I've set up a nice little corner in, in my house and sort of everywhere I go, I'll set up a little man cave where I've got you know, my pillows on the floor and my rehab machines. So this is clearly something which you uh, do a lot on your own accord anyway. Yeah, definitely. I've brought sort of that into sort of my repertoire. For me, it's as important as doing, you know, gym and doing, you know, training on the field. If, you know, you learn so much about your body and exactly, you know, what works for you and also... Well, keeps you on the field. Now, which part of Australia are you originally from? I'm from the Gold Coast. Now, that already sounds quite sunny. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful spot. It's, um, you know, have you heard of Surfers Paradise? Uh, no, but yeah, I can, I can tell by the name. It's, it's not Surfers a bad place. Surfers Paradise, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's, I think in winter it's still above 20 degrees. So, yeah, beautiful spot. That's where, where I call home. So, yeah, I, I get too long. Yeah, I get the fact that it's in the south of France, and that's a pretty nice spot as well. But we're in Manchester, so what may decide here? I mean, look at this. This is uh, midsummer. Um, what, what do you reckon it is? Sixteen? Yeah, about sixteen, seventeen. Sixteen, seventeen. Uh, well, there's been, a, to be fair, there's actually been a couple really nice days since I've been there. But um, look, for me, it's not not so much about. I guess well, obviously, you want to live in a good spot. Yeah. If you're you're not happy at home, then you know, it sort of will tend to affect your rugby, but I enjoy actually moving around a little bit. I've I've had the extremity of living in Toulon where it's very, very relaxed. The French culture is mm. quite, um, well, in more than one word, it's quite slow, Yeah, like, which I really enjoyed. It was good to really throw myself into that and just become part of that sort of culture. But in saying that as well, it's, I think it's, well, already I've seen the... Manchester's, it's not as lively as London, but I've, I've found... It's pretty good, you know. It gets, I mean, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Well, yeah. when I say as, I, I prefer, I'm not a big big city guy. Are you not? No, I, I prefer it to a little bit more slower where people actually have time to chat to each other and actually put, have a genuine interest instead of just on their way, on their way to work nine, nine to seven and that, that's, that's really their life. like... Too long, you said it's like very relaxed, but do you not find it quite insular because you know you you know you're a man of quite substantial fame there. Um, it's in. It's, I lived outside of Toulon, so I lived in Carcaron. Um, it's sort of uh, like pretty much similar to the Gold Coast. It's on the beach. It's, yeah. not, it's on like there's nice little mountain hikes and. Every, although I, I did find everyone is they to rugby crazy city, but. Uh, everyone gives you your space and they're just genuinely I found probably the best supporters I've ever been involved with genuinely care for you know genuinely care for you not just rugby wise but how you're doing off the field and you know they've yeah I've got a lot of time for them Um, okay so did you did you find any of the pressure of being in what was effectively the world's top club did you find it in any way comparable to your experience with the Wallabies Completely different rugby. When I first moved to Toulon, obviously I wanted to make an impact straight away and you know, earn, my, earn my spot on the starting team, which mm. was you, the pressure you put on is always from yourself. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, 
obviously, you know, I, I came into a team where Johnny had just retired and had won every championship under the sun. So yeah. it was more, but for me, it was more sort of exciting to be able to, you know, learn from these players. I, I went to Toulon when I was 23, and I still had a, a lot of lot to learn in rugby. Obviously, I was, you know, still fresh, and I I'd still do have a lot to learn in rugby. But I found. That, um, like it was a good growing, a good growing experience. I bet actually, because yeah, I mean you're working with two of the all-time greats, so, I mean, yeah, Johnny and, and Mark. As well. oh, of course, yeah. So, That's not a. That was um, was Nanders there at some point? Yeah, but he, he was the one. He took my medical joker when I went back to Australia. Oh, did he? Yeah. I see. Yeah, I mean you've got you've got some pretty good role models there. Yeah, exactly. Some of the uh, best in, in the world for sure. Yeah, I played with Matt for many years, and I think he's the best player I've played with. And then he's being coached by Johnny. He's on a different level. He is, isn't he? He's, the way his mind works and the way he breaks the game down, just technically, he's he's yeah, he's fucking unbelievable. Do you know what the best thing about Mark Ghetto is? What? His Eddie Jones impression is spot on. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen half of them today. <laughs> to interview Matt. And it does sound like they have a pretty decent time there. Yeah, well, I had a great time. It was, like it, it was quite different in terms of what I've been used to in, a, in another sort of rugby outfit. Mm. Everyone's literally, apart from the French guys, but even the French guys have moved to Toulon to play rugby. So everyone's, you know, it's a, a home away from home, I guess. Um, and also... The average age in the squad was sort of about 32. Yeah. So everyone's a little bit more settled, and so for me, like training times are a lot shorter. So there was just so much time to yourself to be able to, I guess, learn what I actually enjoyed. You know. How how was last year? What was last year into long life? Because you went. Oh. Tough. <laughs> yeah. I guess you you started with Dominguez. We never did. He even show up in the end. I'm not even sure. Well, he, he did, but um, he lost the first first couple of games we didn't click as they would have hoped and got the flick yeah then you've got so Mike Ford coming in then last last of all Cockdor how were all those guys how did they all like contrast um looks tough because we didn't really get enough time to sort of it's obviously tough for the, the coaches because mm. you know you put into a squad where they've played the same sort of rugby underneath Bernard Laporte and when you lose a couple of key players you can really throw the team out like as much as Toulon's got some genuine superstars there's a few guys in the team that actually hold it together yeah as with any other team do, do you think Toulon got a little bit lucky in some ways that they had such strong personalities early doors people like Johnny people like Matt who actually did do that exact job, which 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 is holding together? Oh yeah, massively. I think from being involved in that, from the, the players definitely ran the club. It's the first time where I've heard about it in rugby league, and I've heard about the Storm. I guess I haven't really been involved in uh, a club where the players sort of controlled all the decisions mm. on and off the field. They set the standards. They organised training, and then there was. That's, it, it, that is quite remarkable when you actually think it through. Yeah, but then as well when you think it through, when you got guys like Bucky's and Johnny, and these guys have played you know, you know, hundred games for yeah, the country, and they've been there, they've done that, they know how to win. There, 
they're pretty much if you're going to be coached by anyone I want to be coached by these guys because they're just fresh from the game Yeah. and they're some of the best players ever yeah so it's a good play actually if they're invested in terms of they want to win it's pretty unstoppable um, now when I saw you play last I'm pretty sure you had 15 on your back Oh, I, I think it was uh, one of the European games prior to sale. Well, I played in the final 15 as well. Is that your ambition to carry on at 15 here? I mean, what are we looking at? Uh, well, you have to speak to Don, but... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of the main reasons coming here was obviously seeing how how well the guys did against the most tournament tomorrow. Yeah. The boys here. Yeah. They put a, re- a real oh, show. We just, some fact that the boys just came at the end of the, end of the day and you know, we, closed the, we closed the game out, luckily enough. But the style of attack, I can already see from what Deeks is doing. It's, so interesting. Are you, are you, I mean, obviously, being in Australia, I think it's mandatory that you've got to watch some rugby league, right? Well, I, I, I saw the rugby union in my last year of high school. So I was signed up at Eels from the age of 11. Is that right? I didn't, I, I did not know that. So why did you make that switch? Uh, I don't actually know, like, I was going to school on the Gold Coast, mm-hmm. and then I just sort of wanted to, I don't know, I went to the, my dad. My dad was a union. Guy. My older brother was playing union as yeah. well. He made the swap. Like, like, why don't you just have a try? See if you enjoy it. So I played in the one tournament and then uh, ended up loving it. How much more space there was, and then uh, a big school in Brisbane scouted me, and I thought, you know, I got to move out of home at 16. Why not give it a try? That's what. So you were 16 when you got scouted. Union. But from what I remember, it didn't make the debut at 17, I think you did. Yes. That's <laughs> a year later. my first game. That was absolutely incredible. So coming over here then, uh, did, the, did the rugby league element, was that quite attractive? Are you want us to jump outside and sit Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you want me on the field? Oh, yeah. Um, You're we, a man in demand. Going. Oh, we can pause it. You want to walk, yeah, yeah, walk and talk? We, because James has got to go out and do his, uh, do, yeah. do his superstar stuff. And then, if you want to, shall we go and do a bit of commentary on what the lads are doing outside? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so. 
Okay, so a quick break now because James has got to go outside, shake hands with people, meet all the sponsors, do a Q&A, and then we were going to watch the guys do training and James was going to commentate on it. As in, tell us what they're doing, just get a bit more of an understanding about how the coaches play the game, that kind of thing. Unfortunately, being Manchester, it was incredibly windy. And being me, being disorganised, I hadn't bought any of the correct equipment to record in wind. So we had to go back to the gym. This wouldn't be a problem, except for Sam Tuitupo and Johnny Leota were busy playing extremely loud music downstairs. So, yeah, if you want to tell Sam Tuitupo and Johnny Leota to stop playing music, well, that will be your business, but certainly me and James did not fancy it. So, back to the gym we went, and this is part two of our chat. Tried to go outside, but um, the wind's pretty intense. So, you did you did your superstar stuff with dimes, and now we're back doing more rehab. Yeah, so have the fun stuff. Do you reckon that your profile is going to... All your time is going to be more in demand here than it was in, was in France. Cause, I mean, yes, we're in sale, but we've just walked across there and you've been, uh, what, tried to approach, what, two, two or three times? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I'm not sure to be fair. Like, um, like France was, especially Tom, was pretty, you know, rugby intense. It was, mm. it was pretty incredible, whereas I found sort of, well, what I've been told here is, you know, it's football central. Massively. So I think we had to fly under the radar a bit. Uh, what was it like when you're 17, getting called up to the Wallabies? That must have been massively intense in terms of just people wanting your time. I, mean, I didn't. I actually didn't believe it when I first got told. So I was uh, celebrating. I think it was uh, my brother's birthday. I was on an island just uh, off off the Gold Coast, an island with all my mates. We sort of we'd been there. We'd been staying there for the week, just drinking and having fun and like yeah the reception's not so great over there so I had all these <laughs> missed calls and whatnot from my dad and from so many different numbers and then one of my friends was like oh you've been named in the Wallaby squad I was like yeah whatever and then he's like no you have you have to go back to the island and I thought they were just taking the piss that's amazing isn't it and then uh, out of nowhere my dad gave me a call and he's like mate get on the next bike now that's <laughs> In terms of, you, of your Wallabies career, it was it was very odd because you were always the guy that performed. Like you always knew that James O'Connor would would do something good. Did the did the switch to ten throw you off a bit? Well, I've always, I've always enjoyed playing ten. I got one crack at playing ten against the Lions, and it's hell of a cracker, was wasn't it? Well, what was tough was we had no games before. Like the Lions got to play. In six or seven games, we went straight from Super Rugby. It was the first time I'd played with any of the any of the Wallaby players at ten. Mm. It was a completely new, new game structure for me as well. So we had planned to attack more of twelve. Yeah. And then Christian Leifano got knocked down the first minute, so our whole game plan. Of course, you did. Yeah. So oh, much as didn't you have Hooper at twelve at some, at some point? Yeah. So as much as. Like, it was still a, a really good experience. I think, obviously, if I, I did it now, I'd be a bit more suited to it. Mm. Um, but uh, it, was, it was definitely tough because, you know, you've got your catch critics who are saying, oh, they actually, they've got no idea about the ins and outs of what actually happened with that tour. Yeah. So maybe hindsight of maybe someone who played in a team like Quaid might have done a, a better job playing 
Planet 10. Quaid wasn't even in the picture at that point, was, nah, was he? I mean, I can't actually remember the history of why why he wasn't all or why, why he was. Did he just not get on with Bobby Dean? Uh, well, Robbie brought him to the system. I'm, to be fair, I'm not too sure. Um, like, I know well, I had a good Super Rugby season at 10. Mm-hmm. Played the whole Super at 10 before the Lions. And um, I think he he just wanted someone who was going to tackle tackle and shift the ball and when needed to go to the line. Which, well, we put ourselves in, in the right position, you know. Curly slipped over to miss that kick. Oh, God, yeah, to win the first test. Christian was our kicker. He's kicking at 92%. He got knocked down. The Tell you what, I, I, sorry to interrupt you there, but incredible watching uh, Christian come on this morning. Did you see that? No. He played today. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he's back. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, he replaced, um, da, what's his name, Dag something, 10 for Grumbies. I, I, if I say the name that I think I think in my head, I know it sounds stupid on tape, so I'm not going to say it. I'm sure it's in like Dag something, Dag, Dag Dagaville or something like, well, like that. No, I'm not. Yeah, oh, it might be. I'm. <laughs> no, no, definitely not him. And if he's listening to this, he's going to be devastated. Of course, and and you'll be catching up with him when you play when you play against Leicester. So that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, will be. No, you, you were at the force, yeah? Yeah. Did you get caught up with all of the um, million dollar contract stuff and fire pellets? Yeah, so I came the year after. So I missed, luckily, I missed all that fire, firepower stuff, but I know all about it. Yeah, I mean, in, I mean, obviously it's great that you missed it, but shame because it makes a great story. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently a few of the guys saw him floating around in Europe. Oh, did they? So I don't know what happened after that. We'll leave that off the table. <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. So you owed a, a lot of guys a lot of money, and also uh, the whole situation around that. Yeah, just, just do, you, do you regret how you left it with the Australian national team? I think it was just time for me to move on. And to be to be fair, like um, at this stage of my life, I was just spinning my wheels. I was, um, I'd, I'd come out of sort of school and shown. Environment. I didn't know anything else apart from rugby. My yeah. whole identity was rugby. You know. So, do you feel that you're a bit of a broader person than for, le- for, for leaving oh, Australia? Massively, massively. I had to leave my comfort zone for, for one. But you know, I love rugby. Rugby's you know my passion, but it's not who I am. Yeah. And it took me a while to. To realise that. Can you ever see a situation that, like, if it goes well here at Sale and, and you do do great things, that you go back go, go back to Australia and have another crack, crack of the national team? Because yeah, that's, that's a plan. So is it? Is that, is that actually what you're thinking at the yeah, moment? So that was a communication first with with Dime. He's like, I want to get you back to that Australian team. And I'm sure he doesn't mean that. Okay. <laughs> well, he's getting involved. So, I mean, if he gets me back on that team, it just proves how well their sort of coaching structure is and yeah. what the guys can do here. What, what age were you when you went to London Irish? 23? 24? 24. So, if you're 24, you've already had seven years of international rugby in, in Australia. I mean, it does sound like you left really early, but if you think about it, you know, that, that, that for some lads is, is an entire career. Yeah. 
talented player but he might actually be too talented for his own good yeah. because they do the same with him it's like 10 one week 12 the other week 13 fullback it was it was great for me when I first started out because mm-hmm. it's what gets you picked in teams you know yeah. you're versatile you can that might get you on the bench instead of someone else but when you want to you know just when you want to I guess nail down a position and Everyone's always got aspirations to, to be the best player they can be. Mm. And when you're trying to achieve that, and then you're moving every week in, week out, you know, it's, you're a you know, jack of all trades. Yeah, and these, I do think like, the more rugby gets professional, the more specialist that these, these particular positions are. Oh, they're very, very yeah, specific now. It's, uh, I think gone are the days where sort of you can just play your style of rugby wherever you go on the field. Yeah, nowadays it's it's very sort of very structured. Mm. Um, so we're currently in a, a time of the season where everyone's really, really optimistic because everyone's fit or they're getting fit, and in six weeks' time you're going to have a full squad to pick to, to pick from. How does this squad, from what you've seen so far, match up compared to some of your others? Some of my others, like squad-wise? Yeah, Toulon, London Irish, Force. Um, I think it's like, you're always going to have, especially over here as well, you're always going to have some decent depth. I think it's more, it's more than, like, yeah, the guys in the fringe run out there, so everyone's in in every, every team you're in, there's always you got you know your leaders, your chiefs, and then you got your Indians as well, you know your followers. But it's the guys on the fringe who make the difference. If they can be connected, because if you might lose, just say, you know, we lose Bryn, so our line out, you know, falls apart. If we can, if there's someone on the fringe there who can just slot straight in, that, that makes it that's win or lose a game. So from what I've what I've seen so far, obviously it's different when you're training. I it's hard for me to to get a, a real a gauge on the team without. I'm a very kinesthetic sort of learner. Mm. I need to be involved with the boys and feel sort of the energy and feel the structures. I'm, I don't really like to just come in and be like, oh, do this or run this line. It's not really it's not really my place. You know, I have to earn that spot in, in the team and, and whatnot. But from what I've seen, it's it's positive rugby and we're definitely trying to create and do something that hasn't been done before. Um, which of the lads who, particularly the younger lads here yourself, because I, I think they are you know, real, real, ta- real talented players, which of the boys have, uh, have impressed you so far? It's hard to sort of to pull you know, anyone out 
sort of individually. Will's been good. AJ. Will, uh, I don't know if you've seen this in training, but Will Addison plays like he's trying to win a Victoria Cross rather than he's trying to win win a rugby game. Oh yeah. If you watch, if you watch him play. Yeah, the way he carries the ball to the line pretty well. Yeah, he's he's not too savage. But the one for me, I think, is an incredibly talented player is Sam James. I don't know if he's even back yet. From uh, he literally just got back. Um, he hasn't trained yet there. Quality. Yeah. Real quality. But anyway, I'm not going to go through the whole sale team and give you a scouting report <laughs> because you're busy di- being a diligent professional. So best of luck, luck for the rest of the season. I'll be tracking your progress very keenly. And uh, thank you very much for giving me your time. No, my pleasure, man. My Ch- pleasure. Cheers, mate. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.